0: another episode of Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. I hope you enjoyed the recent episodes that I was doing uh, pretty frequently before another little break, but uh, hopefully you've all caught up now and are eager for some more. Um, guys, today i'm going to be reading from book four passage 33 carrying on where we left off hope you also enjoyed the the little write-up that i posted on my website in relation to the last episode there is a link to it in the episode notes if you from the last episode if you've yet to actually look at it before i do the passage as well i've um, received like more messages but also some really kind like donations to help the podcast as well since i recorded the last one um you know honestly guys it means so much to me to see you doing that um you know especially the donations because uh obviously talked about some of my experiences and and, challenges that I'm going through myself in some recent episodes and uh, every little does help if you are able to donate to the show there is a link in the episode notes but then also what means the world as well is just hearing from you guys about how much the show has helped you Um, whether that's the little comments that you leave now on Spotify which I think are pretty awesome uh, reviews on Apple um, ratings and even those who drop me a message on social media um, Instagram is probably the best place to reach me there it's uh, at a d z fitness um but i've had you know quite a few of you reach out over the previous months and, and give donations as well and uh want to just take a moment to just thank you all for your continued support and hopefully i can keep giving back to you that said let's get on with today's passage as i say we're on book four and it's passage 33 Words in common use long ago are obsolete now. So too the names of those once famed are in a sense obsolete. Camillus, Caso, Valesus, Dentatius, a little later Scipio and Cato, then Augustus too, then Hadrian and Antoninus. All things fade and quickly turn to myth. Quickly too utter oblivion drowns them and i am talking of those who shone with some wonderful brilliance the rest once they have breathed their last are immediately beyond sight beyond knowledge but what in any case is everlasting memory utter emptiness so where should a man direct his endeavour here only a right mind action for the common good, speech incapable of lies, a disposition to welcome all that happens as necessary, intelligible, flowing from an equally intelligible spring of origin. Okay, it's quite a long passage. <laughs> and first thing I'm going to touch on here, and something that I'm going to, please don't hate me for this, slightly disagree with Marcus on, but I can also understand why he's saying what he is. So we go back to the start of the, the passage. He's mentioning names being obsolete. And, yeah, you know, there are some that I've had to look up as well. Don't get me wrong. Um, the first the first section, Camillus, Casio, Valesus, Denasius. Now, The reason that I've probably not heard of uh, some of these names is that these are actually people who were involved in the very earliest days of the Roman Republic, you know, going back to like 500 BC, but they're statesmen or generals who've helped like form that republic. and then the little later, Scipio and Cato probably do, you you, you probably have heard of yourself. Um, Scipio was a famous general who was responsible for defeating Hannibal, was one of the very few people who actually had managed to advance on the early Roman Republic. Cato, very, very famous statesman. And, I, you know, there is like Cato the Elder and Cato the Younger. Marcus doesn't distinguish here, but um, although Cato the Elder was around the same sort of time as Scipio, perhaps it's Cato the Younger because he was a little more famous and he was the one who was actually the statesman around at the time where the Republic was kind of transitioning. There was a lot of turmoil, the civil war involving Julius Caesar and Pompey. But then the later ones, and they're obviously, you can get a bit more background on them if you wish, in the um, write-up that I mentioned at the start, that was you know in relation to the last episode, Augustus, Hadrian, and Antoninus. Now, those ones in particular are very well known still today. So although Marcus then mentions all things fade, quickly turn to myth, um, utter and into utter oblivion, and then he actually quotes from Homer, beyond sight, beyond knowledge. That's why it's in in, in my translation, anyway, it's in quotation marks, I believe it's a, a quote from the uh, Homer's odio- Odyssey. Um, I think it's relating to. Not, not sure. I'm not too familiar with the Odyssey. I won't lie, but um, I think it's relating to one of the the characters' father who disappears. But um, but and then he goes. Marcus goes on to say, "But what, in any case, is everlasting memory? Utter emptiness." Now, why do we know more of the later of those names than the earlier ones? Just have a have a think. What has you know progressed massively. Um, in that period of time from like 500 BC to Marcus's time so that's around that 700 years but then also from Marcus's time to our time the increase of literature okay so of course whilst there would have been literature even in 500 BC it was much harder to, to produce and there was a lot less of it right whereas if you have a look now you have bookshops in every town in every single house and also um, every single person pretty much can read and write, right? So it's much, and obviously in this day and age, you know, we've got the internet and everything as well. So it's much, much easier for, for the work of, you know, whether it's, people who do great things, their work is going to endure much more, right? Because we actually have an easy hand, you know, references to them, whether it's through books, whether it's through the internet, what have you. And that's why, of course, um, Augustus, Hadrian, Antoninus, you know, those people have left things behind. Like obviously Hadrian's wall is still here in the UK. But, there is so much written about them that their legacy is going to endure because people still write about them now, right? You know, I've just mentioned obviously I wrote an article with the last episode, like talk, talking about the, um, I was talking about the progression um, of the of the emperors from from Nero through to Marcus Aurelius, and that obviously includes Augustus, Hadrian, Antoninus. So there's a lot more uh, resources that we we can go to that talk about them and their lives, but the reason that they're wrote down in history is because of what they accomplished in their lifetimes, right? So this is where, you know, the point of this passage perhaps comes to fruition where Marcus then goes on to talk about so where should a man direct his endeavour, okay? So my, my like, um, sorry, my mention of where I slightly disagree with Marcus is just that, well, they don't go into utter oblivion. Those people have left the legacy that endures today. You know, Marcus may well have thought um, that you know, that by this, you know, if you think about it, like but what one thousand eight hundred years later, that they may be in oblivion, but they're absolutely not with the progress of you know technology, in particular, technology relating to reading and writing that we have. So, the last point is what's key: where should a man direct his endeavour? Here only. A right to mind, action for the common good, speech incapable of lies, a disposition to welcome all that happens as necessary, intelligible, flowing from an equally intelligible spring of origin. And that last paragraph is so profound because it encompasses so much of what we talk about in this podcast. It encompasses so much of what can create a good character. Right mind. What is the right mind? Objective reason, right? Not being harmed by others. Seeing things objectively, even if that means correcting yourself. Seeing things that are best for the greater good rather than just best for you in the moment. Not seeking pleasures or just trying to avoid pain, but thinking of the greater good. Action for the common good. Speech incapable of lies. And this is something that I've seen massively develop in me, you know, since I've gone into philosophy, is, is just losing that ability to lie because I don't like it. It's massively against my morals. And in, in the past, how many times can you reflect on moments where you may have told a lie to get out of something, to cover something up? That guilt then rests upon your character, right? It resides within you. If you are of good character and good morals, it resides within you. And that then festers, it affects you day to day, even if you're not thinking about it, it becomes part of you. You know, we talk often about at the end of the day, reflecting on what you've done good, reflecting on your own character, the decisions and actions and choices that you've made. If you've sort of like given lies during that day, that reflection is not going to be too great, is it? and one of the things that I actually have started doing recently I know probably know that I, I do go to church and this is obviously it's not a podcast about religion I do think you know whatever religion you are ultimately fundamentals of the text and stuff there's so much overlap you know reading Marcus Aurelius the Bible or even the Quran it's about like teaching about character right but those places churches so peaceful right but also so awe-inspiring just the design and everything else. That if you go in there and just sit in silence, you can definitely pick up on an energy. And I find doing that each morning lets me, it's not really journaling, it's almost like I'm journaling before the day starts. So I'm kind of thinking to myself, what I want to do in that day but I'm not just thinking of actions. You know, I can obviously have done that for a while at home, talked about writing down six things that you want to accomplish each day at the start of the day. But it's thinking about how I want to be that day. What do I want to be that day? Not just do, but who do I want to be? Reminded myself of the character, morals, reminding myself of why I'm here and what I'm doing to serve this earth. And I think, you know, that, that sort of 10 minutes that I'm in there for it, it it just brings over like this brilliant sort of energy, and I leave there kind of feeling a lot lighter, but like really sort of ready for for the you know the day ahead, um, and to tackle that day to the best of my ability morally, you know not just not just with regards to like determination and endeavour, but morally as well to be a good person, a person that you know I, I would want want others to be as well, you know that's morally correct, that does not lie, and all of this stuff um and then of course we talk about the real sort of stoicism thing in a disposition to welcome all that happens as necessary you know all that happens is for the greater good whether you perceive it as good bad whether it's challenging whether it's supportive even the hardest things that happen to you there's a meaning in there somewhere there's a meaning that is for the best and we often miss that but the ch- most greatest challenges that we go through in life they're the things that change us those are the things that shape our character we don't become worse people for going through challenges when we actually see the beauty of them and it's not just about being strong and getting through things but it's about how those things shape you and what we learn from them and that's a brilliant question sometimes to ask yourself rather than saying why is this happening to me say what can I learn from this otherwise the universe will keep bringing you the same things guys i hope you've enjoyed the episode and again but if you can leave any sort of comments ratings reviews really really appreciate it i'll see you next time